Hello, folks, and welcome to the City Beef Podcast once again. Um, it's been a while, I know. I am one of your hosts, if you have if you have forgotten me. I am Gary Hill, and uh, with me tonight is um, that lovely gal who likes to hear me from Washington State, is uh, Iris. How you doing, girl? Hello, hello. Hi, everyone. It's been a while, but we are back. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping more consistent. I'll talk about that towards the back end of the show, and... Um, what you guys should expect from all that, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So just to be uh, more on the ball. That's 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 what I'm aiming for. But um, I'll kick off the show the same way we always kick off the show, and I'll ask Iris what she's been watching lately. I have been watching so much. <laughs> uh, Netflix, like um, I've been, um, I think I'm like two episodes from the end of the first season of Messiah. I did all of clickbait. That's a good one, people. Go watch that one. The ending is such a twist. <laughs> um, Glitch, which is an interesting one, is like kind of like the Australian version of the 100. You know, people coming back from the dead. Um, and then I've been watching stuff like I finally watched. Um, what was the Paranormal Activity? The one out in the woods. Oh, the brand new one. Yeah, that was kind of fun. I think Bo was fond of it. I, I don't. I, I think I stopped watching this movie like part three, but I'm not. I'm not the target audience for the found footage people. So did um. You know what? I hate found footage films, but this one was kind of entertaining and stupid, all at the same time. So you know, I love movies like that. We're talking about uh, a couple, couple films today like that. You know, you could kind of fun and stupid. You know, at the same time. <laughs> yes, yes, very much so. <laughs> And of course, Midnight Mask had to do that one. Uh, you know the Squid Games. Um, I started one. Um, uh, to do to do the Frankenstein Chronicles. That looks really, really good. Yeah, this is all on Netflix, so, then. Yeah, most of the stuff that I've been watching is on Netflix. Um, Amazon kind of has me bored with everything that it has. Fair enough. So yeah, and of course, I've watched the. Latest and greatest for October, you know, the Halloween one and all that. Oh, and then I started getting into two sentence horror stories. That one is fun. Is this like a book or is this TV? No, it's it's on it's on Netflix. It's called uh, Two Sentence Stories or Horror Stories. Two Sentence Horror Stories. Well, what, explain this. I'm not sure what this is. So it's basically just a bunch of anthologies. Is basically what it is. It's like the very first one is great. Yeah, kind of like, oh, I'm gonna keep watching these. Some are really dumb and stupid, but other ones are really good. There was one that was basically Rangu, um, you know, the ring. Oh, uh, okay, there was some kind of pasta or something. It, could, it, it sounded delicious. The Rangu right there. <laughs> the Rangu, yum yum yum. Or, or the Rangoon, mm. perhaps maybe the the, the crab Rangoon. Ring, Ringu, that's what it is. Um, could be Chinese. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, behind her eyes, that is really good too. I um, uh, I watched an anthology like that once. It was um, Tales of Halloween, where it was like, oh yeah, yeah, ten different stories all mixed in. Where you know, if, if you there's a stinker, you know they're littered in the stinkers. So if you spend more than five minutes on a stinker, you know a good one's coming soon. So I I, mm-hmm. I can see this this quick form anthology thing working and. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. 
Yeah, so that's basically what I've been watching. Just stuff on Netflix, and uh, I mean, they've got some good shit out there. So cool. Oh man, what did I watch? Uh, since we're doing these these giant uh, Yeti movies today, you know, spoiler <laughs> people. I I rewatched Rampage because that's oh, that's that's fun. It's a dumb movie that's fun. It it should not work for nothing. If you guys didn't know, it's based on the video game, and uh. The creator had a hand in making the film. He's on set doing giving input and stuff, and it's based on the you know the climbing the buildings in the city and smashing them up with the 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 the, the ape and the lizard and the wolf came later, I believe. But this has the rock in it. Um, they make some kind of genetic stew that makes animals really big. It 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 gets into a zoo enclosure where the rock works. He's a zoologist in the movie and. George the gorilla gets really, really big, and eventually they come together in the city and break shit up. And it's a film that, that works. It, it's really stupid, but it's really fun. And, and um, you know me and a, a man and his monkey. You know the Rock and George have a nice relationship in this movie, and I, I like that. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan shows up, and oh, what's her name? Silk Spectre. Oh, she's a cutie. I forget. Uh, what is her name, though? I forget her name now. No, no, no. I'll think about his Watchmen because you know Zack Snyder can't do much, but he can film a fuck scene really well. Because um, he, indeed he can. That, that shit's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there it's no Rudy Ray Moore, right? <laughs> no, no. With, with the boom mic and all, you know. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn vinegar syndrome, putting stuff out and make me. I don't have the money for it anyway, but I was thinking about it. <laughs> like, hey, you put rent off this week? Do you like buy this Rudy Ray Moore set from, from Vinegar Syndrome? <laughs> like, no, not doing that. Sorry. Glorious, though, people. Um, I watched The Last Duel. Uh, that's that's um, that that 13th century f- f- France movie starring... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, uh, uh, yeah. Matt Damon, um... Ben Affleck, who had a hand in the writing and the producing of the film, uh, ooch. And then what was that, that, that kid's name? Uh, Adam Driver. David. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. If you don't know the story, basically, um, Matt Damon is a general in the French army who was promised a promotion. His father was a gen- uh, uh, general before him. Was given to Adam Driver's character by by. Uh, I'm not sure if Ben Affleck's king of France or like a lieutenant of France or something like that. He's like a like a head chief in France as far as the government goes. And he's all sleazed up with Adam Driver. And they're sleazy. Adam Driver sexually assaults Matt Damon's wife. And it's a big deal about... it's been, And it is a very big deal. I, I'm downplaying that, of course. I shouldn't, though. About women's rights and should she go against a man and... This keeps happening, so of course, Matt Damon, every time he goes away, Adam Driver is sleazy, and it leads to the the, 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 the last duel at the end of the movie, and it's, uh, I, I gotta say, Ridley Scott's st- at 80-some years old stepping away from the Alien franchise and making something good finally, because this is, this is great, um... The war scenes are brutal. The the last you know the last duel, the titular last duel is brutal. Um, but I gotta tell you though, if if you're a person who was sexually assaulted, you know, or you know a person who's sexually assaulted, 
don't make them watch this movie because Adam Driver, Figures, huh? yeah, he gets he, they they don't show like you know P going into V, but you could tell he's he's brutally doing this to her, and she does not want it clearly. So, so you're uh, an abuse victim. I would not recommend watching this movie because it happens two or three times during the movie. It's necessary to fuel Matt Damon's rage, I guess. It's not necessary to show all that, I guess, but he, he he's a monster. Ben Affleck's a monster in the movie, and you get a lot of good blood and war scenes, and I think it's a, a great effort from Ridley Scott, and I, I hope to see more of this before he uh, leaves this plane of existence. You know, gives somebody else a shot to do more, make more alien films, and yeah, I'd recommend it, Iris. It's really good. Sweet. Know? Maybe that's what we'll be watching this weekend. Yeah, it's it's really it's really terrific. What else? There's um stuff here and there. Chucky series is over now and that was really good. If you follow the Chucky film series minus the the Redux, because if you watch the T V show it goes in canon with those other films. So if you watch Oh cool. If you watch Cult the Chucky, there are plot points within this the the, the series that if you didn't see Cult the Chucky, you don't know how Chucky spread himself out, I'll say, you know, <laughs> you, you won't understand what's going on, you know, let's put it that way, you know, um, basically, if you haven't seen it before, Chucky, in Cult of Chucky, Chucky figured out a way to make himself like a hive mind to, to put his soul in many dolls, and that makes a, that makes a, a thing where he puts his soul in Fiona Dorf, who's Brad Dorf's actual daughter, and she's on the run with Tiffany on the show, who's who's inhabited um, Jennifer Tilly's body. Who they they make a play of that, and you know it it, it happens in Seed of Chucky, I think, where she possesses Jennifer Tilly, the actual Jennifer Tilly, and um, that's still a thing. And Andy, and um, well, he, you hear his voice in the first episode, so it's not a big spoiler. He's back on the show, not as like a every episode thing, but he comes back and makes an impact, and, you know, it's 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 a good eight episodes, and they get into, I don't know if it's for the detriment of the show, or for their own personal politics, or I know Don Mancini's a gay man, but they get into the whole gay bullying thing on the show, because the, the kid is like 14 years old that finds the doll, and He's confused about his sexuality because he's gay, but he wouldn't want to let his, his macho father know that he's gay, and he's bullied for this, and it's a nice touch for the show, but it's one of those things where if I didn't know that Don Mancini was a gay man, I wouldn't say, okay, they just did this just to say, you know, let's us include this, but it's it's a very real problem, so I'm not, I'm not even going to talk like that, so it's a, mm, okay. it was a nice touch to the show, you know, why, why he was so... Uh, enthralled by Chucky because he was being bullied by his father and his shitty classmates and, you know, because, blah. Kids are dickheads. You know, I didn't, I didn't know this you know, until right now, but, you know, kids kids are assholes. You know? Oh, my God, kids are cruel. <laughs> Let me tell you, children are extremely cruel. Uh, and their parents, you know, their parents say, hey, ain't nothing wrong with my kid. Yeah, there's a lot wrong with your kid, you know. You're part of you're part of the problem, probably. I'm just throwing it out there. Exactly. <laughs> um, anything else? I, I I didn't watch a whole lot. I watched a whole lot of Don Pleasant's movies. I was supposed to do reviews for, but I didn't do that again. People, if if you have you ever heard me heard for a while, because I had some problems with 
cars and my own personal head and you know uh, all that's over you know, as far as uh, me wanting to go back to work now so you'll get a lot more podcasts out of this and this guy and uh, this girl right here you'll be hearing her more at least every two weeks on this show right on right on but um, those Donald Pleasance films I watched American Rickshaw which is uh, a film in which a, a rickshaw uh, driver and I think he's I think it's in San Francisco um, he gets in a plot with, with where there's this magical orb thing and then Donald Pleasance plays an evangelist in the movie who's secretly uh, evil of course they're all evil of course but he's actually <laughs> evil and he uh, put a curse on this old Asian lady and it went, you know by like here's a scene where Donald Pleasance is actually assaulting this, this uh, woman when she's younger and it's hilarious to reveal because and I'm not saying rape is hilarious but his his Asian mask breaks off of his face to reveal his face, and it's just silly. Oh, dear. Oh, oh dear, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forget the rest of them. I remember that one, and James Hong shows up, I think, and it, it's, it's just... It, no, no, James Hong's not in that movie. But it, it's just it's just my kind of stupid, and um, it gets really weird towards the end, where um, the curse is broken, and Donald Pleasance turns into a pig man. Because, you know, whatever. He's a pig. He's a pig. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I want to start a new segment of the show. We'll talk about that next episode when I can get my my head together and make choices for this. But it's basically going to be based around character actors and you know, actors that we love and, you know, celebrating them and giving you three films to watch of theirs that may be off the beaten path. But... That would require more research than I have right now, so I'm 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 waiting till till next episode to do that. And Iris, if you want to make your own make your own list, and you know, oh, sure, yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be a lot of fun to do that. I think. Yeah, it sounds good. Explore some shit we haven't watched ever, probably. You know. <laughs> um, besides that, tonight, t- today, whatever time zone that you're in, it's tomorrow in Australia. I think it is. But um, it sure is. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do some Yeti films because it's getting colder outside. And when I say that, it was 60 degrees today in Indiana. Um, oh, fuck yeah. you, man. Yeah, it's 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 December the 2nd, and I hope it's fucking 75 on Christmas. That's all I'll say about that. I'm, I'm waiting for the, for, Holy the crap. for the heat wave to come, you know, because by the time the polar ice caps melt people, I'll be long dead, and all that'll be drowning are millennials, and I'll be fine with that, you know. <laughs> Learn to swim, children. Learn to swim, Karen. Come on now, you know. That that, that woman who, you know, I, and I was in line at Dollar Tree today. And I was going to go get a couple items. And I seen a line full of Karens waiting to get checked out. And I was like, mm-hmm, I'll try this another yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't want to go to jail today. <laughs> and these these were ghetto Karens, too. So if you know that, if you ever encounter those people, mm. you know. Those old lady who wear their 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 hats, you know, after church and come to the to your restaurants and just berate you in front of everybody. Those people, uh, yeah. yeah, looks like those people. Yeah, the one that treat the waitress like if they were, uh, you know, their personal help. Yeah, don't do that. Don't, yeah, don't ever do work that. hard for their money. Yeah, they do. Yes, very hard. And uh, I won't get into the food service industry because that could be a that could be a whole conversation that do a whole show. That could about. be a whole podcast, dude. Goddamn people, I swear. But um, we're doing some Yeti films tonight. 
We're doing Shriek of the Mutilated from 1974. It's a very low budget, you know, Yeti in the mountains. Supposedly, we'll talk about that when we talk <laughs> about that. Uh, in 1970, Are we spoiling it. We, we're gonna spoil it because I don't want to oh, watch okay. that movie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we're gonna talk about Yeti, um, Giant of the 20th Century from 1977. After that one, uh, that one's a little more fun than than the first mm-hmm. one. Um, it's my, a little, it's it's a little creepy though. It's a little pedo. Oh yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. You know. Oh god, we'll talk about the the, the come and fuck me eyes, you know, for from all from both of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you shriek at the mutilated first. Here's the trailer. See you in a minute. But you will never forget the shriek of the mutilated. The abominable snowman, the Yeti, or is it? A scientific expedition that turns into a nightmare for all but a few with the surprise ending of the year. Sometimes it almost sounds like something human find anything out there well, dr prell thinks we might oh prell's got a thing about snowmen the trouble is that people believe that garbage is can get themselves in trouble it's the damnedest thing ernst if it isn't a yeti i can't imagine what it could be <laughs> i could see it as it was chewing the flesh of tom's leg Dr. Prowl brought you on this mission for a reason. This is not for the weak. This is truly the Shriek of the Mutilated. Shriek of the Mutilated of 1974. Rated R. I have no idea why. But we'll talk about that. <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's just a lot of clawing and mauling and whatever. Uh, directed by Michael Finlay. Let's see what else Michael Finlay has made besides uh-huh. this. Um... Ooh. Yeah, that was bad. He got killed in a helicopter accident. But it seems like he made a lot of exploitation stuff before this, uh, including The Touch of Her, The Curse of Her Flesh, The Kiss of Her Flesh, uh, Funk from 1976, and then he was an actor in some stuff, including one where he used a uh, decapitation something or other. I don't know. Who cares? Let's talk about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about this film. Which is uh, shrieking the mutilated, like I mentioned. Your basic plot synopsis is this. A group of college students are led by the professor into the mountains in search of a yeti. The students start to be killed off one by one. Yeah. Yeah, hippie white children, you know, in college. You know, they, 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 they get in a van with this strange dude who uh, mm-hmm. is in a strange cuisine told not, not not to go there by some some freaking crazed dude which is probably the best part of the whole movie is this crazed <laughs> dude who was his student i guess the chosen one before that we'll get into that because we're gonna spoil this movie because you guys shouldn't watch it and um it leaves the best part of the movie where he supposedly saws his wife's throat with a bread knife and does a really bad job because she's able mm-hmm. to crawl to the bathtub where he's <laughs> cleaning himself and put the toaster in the bathtub yeah with the world's longest toaster cord. Yep. She's real good at that, too, man. But, yeah, that, that's that's the best part of the movie. Now let's get to the, to the beaten bones of the movie. Yeah, this professor brings them into the mountains to, to I guess, go, go for a hike and look for this Yeti that may or may not exist. 
spoiler, it doesn't exist, you know? In this movie, it don't anyway. But, um, I'll, uh, I'll kick it to Iris. Iris, what are your thoughts on Shriek and the Mutilated? mutilated? Okay, so, <laughs> this movie, first of all, um, it is not what you expect it to be. I think it's more of a, um, a Wendigo movie instead of a Yeti, uh, because of the, well, we're going to spoil it, because of the cannibalism. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't think about that, but this movie's not that smart anyway. But yeah, continue, you know. So, um, like Gary was saying, you know, a group of people, they're, it, it's one of those group of people in a cabin, monster, you know. Uh, but the monster was cute. It was so cute. It reminded him of a puppy. Uh, but um, anytime it shows up, you're like, oh. At least I was. I don't know. He, he did look like a giant bipedal sheep dog, this thing. Yes. You know. It was kind of like, oh, aren't you cute? You want to scratch him behind the ears. Yes, you do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it reminds me of the, you know, the monster in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, and see, the, the the problem with this movie, like the, the, the one part you were talking about with the very long cord and the, you know, the bathtub tossing it into the toaster thing, right? Um. So there are, I think, from what I remember, two movies, two kind of like uh, styles of this movie or, or versions, I should say. Uh, one, uh, Fred Olin Ray was able to get the permissions for this and put it on a DVD with, I believe, another movie. Um, but come to find out, it seemed like that was there was a whole stretch of stuff that needed to be in the movie, but the movie was just so, uh, the film was just so jacked up that they couldn't fix it. So they kind of just put that part in there because, I mean, it's in the movie, right? So you want to, oh, there you go. Uh, let's see, but um, besides that, a lot of the kills and stuff, those were interesting. Uh, you got good gore, you got good blood. And the story itself it has a huge plot twist at the end <laughs> because you come in like Gary, you and I, the first time I watched this, you come into the movie thinking, Oh, it's a, Oh, it's a Bigfoot. Basically it's a white Bigfoot, right? And you're watching this movie and you're like, Oh yeah, look dude. Yeah. Right on. And you can clearly tell sometimes you can see the, the tennis shoes <laughs> when the monster's running around sometimes. Um, but then, come to find out, yeah, it was just a guy in a suit. <laughs> it really wasn't a Yeti out there. Because you have a satanic cult <laughs> that is out there luring people in with this Yeti story so they could do their sacrifices and enjoy a meal. I, I, and that's I, basically I, your movie. I would love to say, <laughs> you know, for no reason, but, you know, they have that whole scene where he... The professor, Professor Prowl, picks his favorite student out of the crowd. You know, the the, cho the chosen one who's going to be chosen one, right? I guess he's going to be a part of their group, or they're going to eat him. I, I don't fucking know, but um, he he he, he takes him to a restaurant and gives him something that's not on the menu, which is a collection of meats, as he calls it. You know, yeah, the ginseng, the ginseng, <laughs> and. When he tells him that that's what he ate, he, like, grabs his gut. But this was, like, two days ago when he ate it. It was like, you wouldn't feel yeah. pain, idiot, from, from eating whatever you ate, you know? 
Have you had flesh? You've had flesh before. We had lots of flesh before. If if I were to, then I, I'm not a cannibal myself, but if I were to survive some human meat and not tell her about it till like three days later, guess what you just ate three days ago, honey? You know? Yeah, how I wouldn't you, have. How do you feel? You know? <laughs> oh, God. This movie. Well, I shit it out, so I don't know. Exactly, right? <laughs> He he would he would have so him grabbing his 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 stomach and you know and say oh I, I feel so bad my stomach oh no no you'd feel bad in your head for what you did your stomach would be just fine because you shat out all the human meat that you ate and you know yeah sure Ugh. which is it's it's hilarious and silly but you know um, the uh, the stigma and the taboo you know of eating human flesh. I have this cute little story. Go for it. Okay, so I was <laughs> I was painting my miniatures and I was painting a whole bunch of zombies. And little Victor comes out to where I'm painting and he goes, What are you doing? And I'm sad and I was eating some jerky. And he says, So what you doing, grandma? And I'm like, I'm painting my zombies. And he goes, What you eating? I said, Human flesh, you want some? <laughs> and he's like, oh, Yeah. <laughs> like, dude. What is wrong with you? Because that, that, that is your grandson. That is your grandson. That is why. Well, you know. okay, so it was my grandson, right? Yes. But see, he didn't know any better because it wasn't taboo to him yet, right? Oh, about uh, eating human flesh. Michael so, F- Michael Finlay plays decapitation onlooker. Apparently, he looks he looks at a you know he's a he's a he's a passerby. Apparently, I don't fucking know. Continue. <laughs> so you know, it, it, there's this stigma about eating human flesh because of course you know you don't we as a western civilization that's not the thing that you do but in other civilizations you know they're it's like okay yeah you know it's, it's meat is meat but in this movie i kind of like the 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 take they take on this because i didn't think about the wendigo until this time around that i watched it because i'm like okay well they are cannibals and why couldn't it? It's winter, so why couldn't it be a Wendigo type of movie? Because, you know, you've got the laughing crow, which is the Native oh. American and all that. So there's that little bit of a Native twist to it. So I don't know. But uh, is the movie entertaining? Fuck yeah. It is entertaining. It's fun to watch. The acting is just so wooden. Can Not we, even funny. Can we talk about Laughing Crow for a minute? You know. Oh, yes, please. Let's talk about Laughing Crow. The Native American house boy who looks Jewish. You know. It, it, it's, <laughs> it just it just does. He looks nothing like a Native American. You know. Burt Reynolds look. Burt Reynolds and Navajo Joe look more Native American than this guy did. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was it was bad. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Continue though. You were talking. <laughs> so, I mean, is the movie entertaining? Yes, it is entertaining. It's highly entertaining because it's just so dumb. The um, if I remember correctly, I believe that it was just a couple of maybe a hundred thousand dollars, if that. Yeah, it didn't cost much to make. I'm sure is what they had for this movie to do, and I mean, you know, it, it's not bad. And for for it to in the end go gotcha. I gotta give the movie some respect for that. It's got a so. great, it's got a great closing line. Oh where, yeah. Where they're having, they're gonna have their feast, and Laughing Crow is holding one of those electric knives, 
And he asked, do you want light meat or dark meat? Or dark meat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, good one. It's like this, this human flesh coming two, two, two colors. I, I, I don't ever rate it myself, you know, but it, it, I'd imagine it, it, um, Laughing Crow is uh, experienced in, the, in the, the role of cutting up human bodies for consumption. So he knows more, he knows more than I do. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's a, for me, it's a fun movie. I mean, when we did it, I gave it a D. But watching it again, I had more fun with it. So, yeah. It does a good job of, like, you know, giving you fodder that you don't really give a shit about, like hippies with guitars and stuff that you want to die. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, let's, you know, let's have a kumbaya moment. Uh, Yeah, all kinds of stuff. And then they fucking die and you find out why. is Because <laughs> these people, you know, where they have... Every stereotype you can think of. They have the African tribal, you know, chief there. They have, you know, the bald guy who's clearly like a member of the Church of Satan or something like that. And, you know, they, they celebrate Saturnalia, which if you don't know what that is, um, it's a ancient Roman pagan festival honoring the agricultural mm-hmm. god Saturn, which has nothing to do with eating human flesh, I'm sure. But, um, no. yeah, it's just something they threw in there. And, um... <laughs> I guess I can appreciate that this takes place in mid-December and it may be cold where they're at. And I guess that's why the Yeti is going to come out to play or not come out to play because they make it a big point to say, I have a suit that fits me and he has a suit that fits him. We've been playing this Yeti role and blah, blah, blah. Because when he takes the head off, you're like, oh, what the fuck right, is... Right, I know. What the it's fuck? all of a sudden... Oh, then it's the very young John Carpenter. <laughs> I, was like, what the, I was like, what the fuck is going on now? And then you find out this whole other plot, you know, like, okay, yeah, this is why they would kill everybody off anyway, so they could consume them. And I guess it made the movie better, because it, it actually it put a topper on it to say, this is why we did the things we do. But then again, he, this professor still has to go back to his college and say, Hey, you know, when you went there, you had five 22-year-olds, but now you have no, now you just have the one, you know, so what What happened here? Nothing, man. They, they, I, failed. They, I failed them all, and they went home. The, 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 <laughs> the, the, the Yeti got them. <laughs> yeah. right. It's like, well, Professor, you know, every time you go, the Yeti gets the kids. Maybe you should quit going. Yeah. They find no traces of the body, you know. The depressors, they just look at my toilet, you'll find some traces of it, because, you know, it, it's, <laughs> there's some of the little Karen there, there's some of this one there, there's some of that one there, you know. Yeah, so, you know, that's why he would say, you know, did you want some dark meat or white meat? Oh, because, yeah. You know. <laughs> Was there even a black girl but, in the group? I don't recall, you know. It, 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 it's, uh, it, there was no, some, they, uh, they were so interchangeable, but that would have been funny if they had a black girl in there just to make it extra racist with, with Laughing Crow doing doing the carving. You know? <laughs> Which you're gonna have uh, the you're gonna have the Native American carve up the meat, you know, like uh here's a take on how freaking how freaking um uh how freaking bad Thanksgiving is for those people. So they're gonna say, Hey, yeah, this this Native American <laughs> person who looks like he's Jewish should carve this meat now and yeah. Well, but you know, it, it is. I mean, if you want to watch a movie that's going to entertain you, but oh, yeah. yet you're going to go, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. By all means, by all means, watch this movie. Because I can almost guarantee you're going to forget half of what we said by the time you choose to watch this movie. So, 
Yep. It'll be new to you. And I got to say the biggest thing, because it was on the version that I watched on, on Tubi. It's on Tubi. And if you want to, it's on Shock TV. If you have one of those things. I, I heard Tubi doesn't exist in the UK. But the song Popcorn by, by Stan oh, Free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That one. And they're actually consuming popcorn where they're singing, they're playing the popcorn song for some reason. They're having some weird white person's dance party with popcorn. I don't know. Again, they're, they're white people, okay? You know? <laughs> they're having a party. They're dancing badly. They have their guitars out. These are people that you want to die. What they're playing no. this? They're playing this popcorn yeah, song. They, they have. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, you know they've got raisins in their um, potato salad. You know shit like that. These are people. These are people who put raisinets in their popcorn at the movie theater. And just says, "Hey, you want a bite?" <laughs> like, no, you ruined the popcorn, man. You know, sweet and salty. <laughs> no, but they. <laughs> they uh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Come on now, you know. I, I I can't use I can't use the the the, the phrase those savages that that dip their fries in their frosty at Wendy's because Jamie does that I, I don't want to oh, I don't want to diss dude. Jamie. <laughs> that no, but see that's good. I, I can't do I it. Love I can't love do it. it. I love doing that. <laughs> um, but yeah, they 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 apparently the uh, there was a rights issue for that song and it's it's been removed from. Home video releases, but it was on the version that I watched. Who can give a shit, you know? Because it's, it's white people having a party and dancing badly, and you know, sometimes it's entertaining because there's a murder afterwards. Like in, in Dead Kids or Strange Behavior, there's a scene where kid, white kids are dancing in unison badly, and somebody gets murdered after. So there's a payoff. Not not in this yeah. movie, you know. But. <laughs> No, but you know, it, like I said, it is—it's a fun movie, and you know, but every movie deserves to be watched because somebody did, did put their heart into it. Oh somewhat. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 uh, it's I forgot to mention they got they got the harbinger, they got you know telling, kind of telling them not to go, but telling them to go at the same time, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 fun. I, I I can't say I'd watch it again like right away because there's other there's other movies that are better than this movie that have a monster in the woods and um yep but if you were to give it a one a one to ten rating what would you give it I'm gonna give it a six you know um I'm gonna give it a little kind of like a C plus because uh, this time I did enjoy it a little bit more um I had forgotten some of the scenes and I. As it started going through, it was like, oh, I remember this ending. Well, I mean, you know, it's fun. Well, it's, wait, it's... When, you, when you get to the ending, like, yeah, you, you kind of remember if you've seen it before. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I would I would say I, I, I'm going to give this a six. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go mid, middle of the road with you and go, I'm going to go with a five. Because um, if, if we didn't have this discussion, my score would have been more like a three. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you know, and, and that's, I, I find that that's so funny that because when you watch something, you're like, what the fuck did I watch? But when you start talking about it, you're like, you know, it really wasn't as bad as I thought it was. <laughs> Putting all the little pieces together that they, mm-hmm. you know, intentionally mm-hmm. or unintentionally used, you know? And, oh, man. It, it's decent, y'all. You should, you should check it out at least one time. You, you can watch it for free. On, yeah, on Shout Factory TV or uh, on Tubi, so go check it out. But up next, we're gonna do another film with a um, 
a giant Yeti this time around, which is basically a, a giant man covered in hair. But um, mm-hmm. with the saddest eyes, with the saddest eyes or the dreamiest eyes. We're, we're going to talk about this because it gets kind of creepy. But um, <laughs> with the Yeti giant of the 20th century, right after this. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I'm just a caveman. I fell in some ice and later got thawed out by some of your scientists. Your world frightens and confuses me. Sometimes the honking horns of your traffic make me want to get out of my BMW and run off into the hills or whatever. Sometimes when I get a message on my fax machine, I wonder, did little demons get inside and type it? I don't know. My primitive mind can't grasp these concepts. But there is one thing I do know. When a man, like my client, slips and falls on a sidewalk in front of a public library, then he is entitled to no less than $2 million in compensatory damages. And two million dollars in punitive damage. Yeti Giant of the 20th Century, original title, Yeti Il Hijante del 20 Degrees Seloco, or Secolo, there we go, never mind, from 1977, I ain't doing that no more. Uh, Italian King Kong ripoff people, uh, directed Mm. by Gianfranco Parolini, and um... There's a cool dog in this movie, but yeah, we're getting to this right now. Your chief plot synopsis is, Professor Wasserman is asked by industry magnate Morgan Honeycutt to lead an expedition to study the giant Yeti creature found frozen in a large ice block. Where else? Canada. But, um, this has got a bunch of folks that I don't know who the hell they're from, but I'm sure it's got a lot of Italian character actors that I'm not aware of. But, um, this is a fun one. Uh, kind of, um, yeah, this is a better plot line, they found him off the Newfoundland coast, yeah, he's all, he's all frozen to black eyes, um, Iris, I'm gonna ask you again, what'd you think of this wonderful, hairy, hairy man in this movie, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, you know, this is pretty much a, a man in a, in an ape suit, and you know how Mike and I just love these movies. I don't think it was an ape suit, you just put a bunch of hair on him, well, you know? yeah. Well, yeah, in in very strategic places. <laughs> um, first of all, I have to talk about the miniature work on this because it's pretty spot on. I I enjoy the miniature work that they did on this, and also very some of the perspective um, camera work was done very well. And other times, you're like, "What the fuck am I seeing?" Um, but the storyline. Is well, we know it. You know, Beast gets awoken, falls in love with girl and family, <coughs> and wants to protect them. That's basically what it is. And then Beast gets exploited for money. Boom! There's your movie. Um, some of the elements on this though are <laughs> they're kind of creepy because first you have you have Jane, and I don't know. Jane to me seems like she's maybe at the oldest eighteen. Maybe. Maybe right? she, she she looks like Melissa Sue Anderson from Little House, right? But so it's, it's not it's like, not her though. <laughs> are you sixteen? Are you seventeen? Because yeah, that's what you look like. And she has a little brother. Her parents were killed in an you know an auto accident, and her little brother Herbie 
Yeah, uh, doesn't with the bow tie. Doesn't yep. talk. <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't talk because he's been, you know, it was a tra- it was traumatic, so he it kind of made him mute. Um, and then there's this guy named Cliff, and he seems to be kind of like the, you know, the action guy. Dun dun. And apparently, Cliff is a complete asshole, and um. A bit of pedo because he kind of stares at this girl just a little too hard. Yeah. Th- and at this, one point... This girl stared at a lot in this movie. We'll get into that more then. I'm sorry. Continue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, she, she's good looking. And she does some staring of her own. We'll get, yeah, we'll get into that too. Yeah. She does. I mean, it's not kind of like she... It's not a, It's not like she's not inviting it, but hello, she is still a child, it looks like. Um... So Monster comes in. Uh, the way they melt the monster, that was pretty good. Uh, I enjoyed that with the, you can clearly tell that there was, you know, some, a lot of uh, overimposed and overexposed uh, film, which was kind of interesting to see. But, you know, I kind of, what I have, what, what I enjoy about this is that you're seeing a lot of the technology that they had at the time was being used well. Um. But then again, we go back to the plot, in which is, you know, the monster, they wake him up, he sees, okay, so when they wake up the monster and he starts moving around, he breaks out of his plexiglass cage. I mean, like, what makes you think plexiglass is going to open? Let's talk about this, okay? They they built this cage for him so they could thaw him, this cage slash plexiglass, which has, like, you know, a hose at the top to, to let in the heat and let in sedatives if he wakes up and but it's being transported by a helicopter right they're, they're, which they is irrespo- irresponsible thing. transport people <laughs> thousands of you know it's like first of all a helicopter wouldn't get that high but anyway um <laughs> so this thing breaks out and everybody runs right everybody tramples over the two kids and leaves them there. <laughs> they give no fucks about these kids, yeah. None. <laughs> Which was like, damn, people. Uh, uh, but, you know, it's Beauty and the Beast. He kind of entertains, I guess, the thought or something. The the professor says, oh, maybe you, you, as in Jane, remind him of his wife. And Herbie reminds him of his son. You guys remind him of family. <laughs> and... What was the tail with the nipple popping out? Oh my god! It was what like the... winking at her. <laughs> it was creepy as shit. I don't, I don't know, man. It was like, what is all that about? <laughs> it's like, hey, let me show you what I can do with my nipple. You turned on, you know? <laughs> and I'm not. And we're not talking about the girl's nipple. We're talking about the monster's nipple, okay? And that is not a euphemism. It is actually hit the actual nipple. You see it pop out. Like, oh, look at that! She touched it. It turns into an Indian to to an Audi in a mm-hmm. scene of this movie, and it's creepy as shit. Cause she, he's like, she's staring at him. He's staring at her, and he's all of a sudden you see his nipple just. And you're like, okay, you see, you see what oh. I can do? Are you are you turned on there, Jane? You know. <laughs> Woo. Um, but yeah, you know, they, again, monster gets taken into the, um, into the city and flashes occur. Shit happens, right? She, of course, is trying to protect him. And, uh, there's bad guys who are trying to kill him. 
And yeah, I'm not going to spoil the movie, but it, <laughs> I mean, it was a very interesting version of King Kong. I mean, we had, you know, our beloved lady of perpetual beauty, Jessica Lang, in 1976. And um, this one was 1977. So obviously there was a bit of a, oh, look, they did that. Let's just, you know. Tweak it a little. T- typical Italians, like like tweaking the uh-huh. nipple. See the the the, the inside of nipple. <laughs> see, oh, boop, there it goes, and then it goes pop. Oh my um, gosh, uh, dude! It was like total turkey popper thing. <laughs> oh my god, turkey's turkey's done, baby. It was. It's, it um, was it was cold in that ice, you know. <laughs> I want to show you some tricks I learned, baby. Oh uh, yeah. Mm. So yeah, but. I had fun with this movie. I really, really did. Um, I enjoyed it a lot more than uh, Shriek of the Mutilated. Um, And, you know, again, with the face, those sad eyes, it's like, ugh, are they bedroom eyes? Kind of, also, I don't know. Oh, God. I'll get into that right now, because it's it's been creeping me out since I watched the movie. Go for it, go for it, go for it. Jane, you know, who they just, who the professor described as, you know, he recognizes her as, I don't even know what he recognizes her as, but there's parts in this movie where Jane is looking at this monster like, um, like, like Sally Hawkins is looking at the fish man in Shape of Water, like she wants to fuck him. Yes! Okay? Yes, I, thank you! I don't know why this is a thing in this movie, because, you know... You know, his whole body's covered in hair, so you don't don't get to see if his dick is proportionate to uh, his body or his asshole, for that matter. I guess she's she's wanting to know uh, what's going on down there, because she's giving these come and fuck me eyes to, like, 60% of this movie with her little, you know, um, this is why I didn't know it was a brother. They finally hear his name was Herbie, because this is a very asexual brother. It, it yes. looks kind of like a girl in, in, in a lot of ways. There's nothing no wrong with that, but <laughs> if you watch the film, you don't know the kid's name. You might think it's a girl. But anyway, back to the inappropriate, you know, gawking at each other because you say, "Oh, he has sad eyes. He kind of bedroom eyes." But she, she, she's really, she's really pushing the subject. Like, yeah, if, if if I flash these baby blues at you, you're gonna do what I say, you know, and. Uh, it's really strange. He's so gentle. I'm like, mm, is, is he now? Is he now? <laughs> is, 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 is the Yeti's intentions true? The 20 to 25 foot tall Yeti, you know? Um, here we go. The, throughout the film, the Yeti's height changes drastically, presumably at the beginning of the film. Mm. He seems about 20 to 25 feet tall, but in Toronto scenes, you can see him about 50 feet tall because... Yeah, right, because he's like almost as tall as some of the buildings. Uh, yeah. He's climbing, he's climbing, <laughs> which, you know, if I give um, a fault to this movie, I wish I, I had more of him, you know, trampling the city, but, you know, budget's a budget, and... You know, what you saw with the miniatures looked really, really good. You know, while he's looking for Jane, he's just destroying an mm-hmm. elevator. And what she was in the whole time, which she, she held on for a really long time, too. I, I was waiting for Jane to fall. And she does. And he catches her because she wants and to she hit. she would have died, but, you know, it's a movie, right? So the snapped her fucking <laughs> neck. You know, once he hit that giant, she had that giant, cl- <laughs> that giant hand, you know? But, um... What the Yeti did for love, you know, is all I'll say about that, you know. 
he destroyed Toronto to go save his beloved Jane. Um, his beloved wife? <laughs> his beloved future wife, his, his tiny wife, you know. She got to wade through all that hair to get to his business. I don't want to talk about it. You know, she, she, she's... Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Talking about hair, that was hilarious with that huge piece of fish. You know, the fish bones kind of like, you know, starts combing her hair. Because at some point, the the monster right at, right at the beginning was kind of, you know, he does that little headcock thing that, you know, it's cute in puppies, but weird on him. Uh-huh. And I'm like, because he's a so, giant man with hair all over his body, right? Yeah. So I'm like, so are you staring at her hair because it looks good, and you want some hair care tips? I mean, what's going on here, buddy? Because you should not be staring at that child that way. No, that, that's that's a problem in this movie. But you know, I don't know if it's intentional or unintentional, but whatever, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, the model work, like the IRS says, really done really well. Yeah, the story progresses along, you know, because once they defrosted this Yeti, his health began to deteriorate throughout the film and to the point where he passes out from, from exhaustion, he needs oxygen, and of course he spry just in time to save the day because it's, it's, it's found out early that the Yeti doesn't like guns, he doesn't know what they are, but he finds out pretty, pretty fast what guns are, and they, 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 they whack somebody pretty important, and of course this upsets the Yeti because he's familiar with this person, and... He's got to tear some shit up, you know, obviously. Yep. And, um, yeah, those, those parts are really fun. And there's there's a theme song in this movie, a Yeti theme song. Oh, my God. Which is phenomenal. Oh, my played God. Played by the Yetians? Yeah, by, played by the Yetians, yes. And I want to have this on my phone to listen to because it's awesome. Um, but like I said, films like Rampage, films like, you know, any big, big monster movie, you know, they all they all owe a debt to King Kong. And this one, it was a big debt to King Kong, cause especially because you got li- literally, literal fat cat. He's a fat guy. Morgan Honeycutt, you know, brings Daddy brings Warbucks. him. Daddy Warbucks brings him to, to Toronto to, to unveil him with Merce- one of my favorite parts of this movie. I forgot to mention this. Is the merchandise, the merchandising scene. Oh, where yeah. they're, they're all going yeti crazy all the people in the streets and then the favorite part is when the girls walk out of the store they have the yeti t-shirts with the yeti hands over their titties the blue mm. yeti hands you you can sell that that t-shirt on the street today people would buy it okay oh, you know hell yes it's tacky as shit but you know i just think it's so hilarious how he got all this merchandise going right away. All he, was, all he was missing was the monocle and like a cigar sticking out of his mouth. This guy. Yep, yep. I think it, you know it. It was basically the um, a satirical character of probably you know U.S. Canadian slash capitalism. It's basically what he was. And this this is what would happen. You know, I can't say this isn't what would happen if some you know rich person got a hold of a giant ape. That they so would, you know that's what's going to happen. It would either get cut in little pieces or it would get exploited just like this guy was. And he was not happy when he got mm. there and they mm. had the marching bands and the fucking people and the flashes. And then he loses his shit, of course. And again, biggest, biggest flaw of the film. I, I wish I had a little more than the, a little more of that. But it was good for what it was, and which is, you know, this for, forced perspective, you know, low budget. You could tell the budget was low. Because it had like little scenes where it looked really bad, the forced perspective. But 
it's 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 my kind of stupid, and so I'll I'll say exactly. that exactly, you know, exactly, and it's kind of rapey for for no reason. I don't know what that. I know. I, know I was expecting on. Vic Diaz to stop, you know, kind of like walk out. You know, oh. I'm like, dude, <laughs> maybe a little rapey here. Vic Diaz, waka waka, a little fat dude just staring at him, like, yeah, you get it, Daddy. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, you know. <laughs> oh my God! But yeah, it's it's such a fun. I don't know. To me, it was fun. It was, and you kind of. I mean, I don't want to say you kind of get emotionally invested. You do. You do, though. Because especially with the ending. The ending is very sad. Mm -hmm. The ending is sad. Where basically they they tell him he doesn't have a place here. So he basically goes to go refreeze himself at the end of this movie. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of sad, you know, because him and Jane kind of, you know, by hook hook or crook, uh, (laughs) you know, broke up or created a bond, you know. Whether it's sexual or non-sexual, it's still very sad, you know. Mm-hmm. And the bad guy, you know, he gets his due justice at the end. Yep. Yes, he does. But um, that's that's a bit. You can watch this on Tubi as well. You can go, go watch it for free yeah. with some with some ads. Um, go check it out. And there. it's not that bad because that's how I watched it. I watched it on Tubi. Yeah, there's there's lots of goodies on Tubi, man. Well, no, yeah, I know. I was <laughs> looking at that. But um, yeah, check it out, Iris. Uh, one to ten, what will you give it? Oh, I'm giving this an eight because I I really liked it. Yeah, I give it a seven. You know, it's it's got its flaws, and there's there's films that obviously done this better. But I I had a a great time watching it. I can't say I was bored through through any of it, even through mm-hmm. you 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 know. I, we got another little flaw in the movie. I think the whole defrosting process of our of our of our creature <laughs> here took a little long. That's why I caught. That's why it's an hour forty five minutes. Um. Yeah, that was unnecessary. It, it, yeah, it was a little long in that in that sense, but that's that's the only real flaw I really see in the movie is that. But besides that, it's it's my kind of movie, and you have to rate it in the the genre that it lives in, you know, which is this kind of movie. So it's seven out of ten, and I should right on. go check it out, guys. Um, but right after this, we're gonna come back and close out the show. This will keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You caught me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. Iris, baby. Jace. Thank you for coming on and uh, hearing me for a while and talking about some films with me. I'm... We're going to make this more of a habit. Like, every two weeks, we're going to make this a habit for for, for us right to come on. together. You know, um, I'm all for it, man. Always a pleasure, baby. You know this. 
Oh yeah, yes. Same here, Brady man. Same here. Um, you're still doing the BB and BC thing. Uh, anything coming up yes. with that girl? So, um, uh, yes, it's gonna be fun. Uh, exploitationfilm.com. That's where you can find BB and BC. Uh, we do kind of like this one, two a month, and the ones coming up is Blood Rage. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, you know, it, we were supposed to record in time for Thanksgiving, but, you know, people's schedules and stuff, you know. So um, we're recording actually this Saturday, so it'll drop this Sunday that's coming. Do it. And, I mean, I'm going to have fun with that movie because I <laughs> – that's such a stupid-ass movie. I love it's, it. It's not cranberry sauce, man. You know. That's not cranberry sauce. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. So, yeah, the guys and I were going to discuss that one. I think it's going to be fun to discuss. And I'm going to try and convince Mike that this is a good film. It's got a twist to it. If you haven't seen Blood Rage, that I, I could appreciate. And not mm-hmm. just the twist at the beginning, but the very the twist at the very end. You know, because it keeps you, keeps you guessing the whole time. It um, sure does. And um, Louise Lasser is the, 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 mother in, the mother in the film, and she's just outrageously she's, crazy she's perfect with she's, you know her character it's like all right M- mary hartman had kids <laughs> yeah yes she did yes oh if you haven't watched blood rage go watch blood rage i'm sorry people but um yeah it's i mean if you have prime it's free nice very nice um me myself me and the guys from last call of torchies we record a new episode this upcoming wednesday <clears throat> which is the Long Riders. Uh, it was next up at the Walter Hill Pantheon. And we were going we're, we're to record two that day, which is uh, the other one's the bonus Patreon episode. If you're not a member of Legion Patreon, please hop on there. And you'll get exclusive content from that show uh, where we are going to review the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, which uh, features, features uh, Brad Pitt and Casey Affleck and some other ones. And that was Lee's choice. Um... Next episode would be Southern Comfort for Torchies, and ooh, that will be Cameron's choice. And Iris, you're welcome to come on if you want to come on. I heard you say, ooh, so you, you're welcome to come okay. on the, and guest if you want to. Um, Send me the stats later. Just just say the word, baby, you know. Um, <clears throat> two drink minimum commentaries. We'll be back very soon. We record episode this Sunday, actually, at least one, which is um, the the action exploitation film Kill Squad is going to be the commentary for that. And the one after that or before that, I forget which we, which order we're recording them in, will be The Visitor, um, which is a crazy movie with Franco Nero and a young That's Lance Henriksen. It's a good one. It's a wild one. And uh, after that, the, the, the Roadhouse duology is going to happen eventually for Two Drink and... You might get one of those once a week. We'll see. We'll see how we go. We're recording on that one. My goal of goals is to get something out to you guys once a week. You know, at least once a week. So you get this one every two weeks. You get torches every two weeks. You might get a burning for Springwood in the same week of one of those. You get. You'll definitely get a two drink minimum commentaries in the week of one of those. It's all. It's all. It's all mixed in, guys. And I, I hope you guys. Uh, are going to enjoy the, the not-so-hard work that we put into these shows because I, I always said when I started this in, I think, 2004. It was a long time ago. Um, yes. That if, it felt, if it felt like work, I'm not going to do it anymore. It hasn't felt like work yet. It's just more 
more stuff in my head that's been than been I've been fighting. This this has nothing to do with this. This this is therapy, people. I love this. And uh, yes, it is. It's. I have to agree with you. So if you um oh I forgot I did a guest spot on um Ricky's show Doctor Movie where we did the Legend of Hillbilly John which I I wish there we did we discuss is how crappy the copy is that's on YouTube and there's really no other option but Iris this is a film you would enjoy and um yeah. I think you should check it out and go check out maybe go check out our episode of uh, the Legend of Hillbilly John on Doctor okay. Movie but um the print is really crappy on YouTube but it is. It's it's backwoods folklore and it's delightful oh. and it's got some great character actors in it that you know and oh man it's it's something else but um I'll leave it at that this has been the Cinebeef podcast where if you've got beef we've got the grinder see you next time ta da